This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Amen. Welcome. Hallelujah. On this 29th day of May 2022, the year is just moving right along. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm grateful for the presence of the Lord being manifested today. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not about emotionalism, but it's about the move of the spirit. Amen. Which may inspire our emotions. Amen. Hallelujah. And cause us to draw nearer unto him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to transition into the word today. Amen. I'm coming and starting with three scriptures today. Hallelujah. We're coming out of Hebrews 9 and 22. We're coming out of John 1, 1. Hallelujah. We're coming out of Ephesians 1, 13. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I got a little ways to go today. Amen. But I'm going to try to be hallelujah. Avoiding tangents the best I can. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because I understand that a lot of us have plans today. Amen. Hallelujah. On this Memorial Day weekend. Amen. Where we honor those, hallelujah, that have served this country in our military. Amen. Real quick, does anybody have a relative that has served in the military? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We honor you or them today. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As we honor those who have Hallelujah. Going on the front lines. Hallelujah. To serve our country, to serve the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The book of Hebrews, we're not sure who wrote. Amen. Hallelujah. Some think it's Paul. Amen. But this person is speaking to a audience of Hebrews and trying attempting to unveil Christ to them. The book of John was written by John the Elder, one of the apostles, the one that referred to himself as the apostle or the, uh, the one who Jesus loves. Hallelujah. And the book of Ephesians is written by Paul. Amen. Hallelujah. To the church at Ephesus. Amen. They were a mature church. Amen. He was confirming their maturity and taking them more from milk on to meat. Amen. The deeper things of God, hallelujah, glory to God. From that standpoint, amen, hallelujah. Let me begin to read God's word. I'm sorry, it's a little cut off from the top there, but it reads, amen, from a he- Hebrews 9.22, and almost all things by law, by the law, purge with blood. Let me read that one more time. And almost all things are by the law, purged with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission, hallelujah, or without shedding of blood is no remission, amen. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, hallelujah. Ephesians 1, 13 reads, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the word of truth being the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, Ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Yesterday, as I woke up, I kept hearing the words, the blood, the word, and the seal. Kept hearing the blood, the word, and the seal. Now, I have an understanding what that means when the Spirit was speaking to me that the word, the the blood, the word, and the seal, and God wants me to dive into it today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it's going to bless your souls by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So our message today, amen, is the blood, 
the word and the seal. The blood, the word, and the seal. Won't you join me as I pray? Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you for every soul gathered here. We thank you for the souls that are gathering online. Hallelujah. To join us. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Father God, you've given me a task with the blood, the word, and the seal that is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. Enrich the hearts of your people today. Nourish the spiritual hunger in your people today, Lord God, that they will never be the same. Unveil your son, hallelujah, in a dynamic way. We thank you today. We praise you. We bless you for the honor to be in your presence and to hear your word. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. The blood, the word, and the seal. This is covenantal language. Hallelujah. We don't live in a day where we kind of think in terms of covenant. Hallelujah. This society, hallelujah, and I know there are differences in different societies around the world, but generally if we're speaking about here, amen, hallelujah, we tend to do things, hallelujah, by our own dictates and how we feel and everybody's got their own morality and everybody's got their own way of seeing the world and their world perspective amen hallelujah but as god created the world he created it with a concept called a covenant and the covenant has three parts the blood the word and the seal before we move forward amen hallelujah there's a question we must answer what is a covenant what is a covenant hallelujah not a term we use every day but what is a covenant we've heard of the new new covenant we've heard of the old covenant but what does the word covenant mean? Amen. Next slide, please, for me. Hallelujah. The word covenant, hallelujah, is a kind of promise. It's a contract between two parties. It is a binding agreement initiated by blood and only ended by the death of one or both participants, whereby both parties agree to share all of themselves equally with each other, i.e., their life, possessions, inheritance, money, benefits, protection, family, etc. In this individualistic society, we tend to not think this way. This is not something that has been passed down from generation to generation to us. Amen. We are more about me, myself, and I than covenant, but God operates by covenants. Let me go on reading. Hallelujah. From a godly perspective, a covenant is a binding agreement, a promise in which God chooses to bless my mankind or curse mankind, depending on the terms of the agreement, the promise between God and mankind. Hallelujah. Hang with me today. We're headed somewhere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. What is the significance of each element of a covenant? So hallelujah. Glory to God. What is the significance of each element of the covenant? Let's take a look at it real quick. We talked about the blood. Hallelujah. That we highlighted in Hebrews 9.22. There is no remission or forgiveness of sins without blood. Hallelujah. The blood represents the physical life or the life of the flesh. According to Leviticus 17 and 11. Amen. The Hebrew term is dam. It means blood of man or animal the life of the flesh is in the blood 
Hallelujah. The, the blood is referred to in scholarly circles as the soul of the flesh. Blood, hallelujah. It represents life. Hallelujah, life, life, blood, life, the blood, we know, hallelujah, we have some medical professionals in here, hallelujah, the blood, hallelujah, carries oxygen and nutrients to all parts of the body, hallelujah, it is the life of the flesh according to scripture, amen. Let's look at the word, the word represents a rudder that directs the course of an individual's life, the words we speak direct our lives, hallelujah, Glory to God. God spoke the world into existence. Hallelujah. Word. Hallelujah. Jesus was the word made flesh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A word being the expression of a thought. Hallelujah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Speaks what? A word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is in the Greek called logos. It is preeminently used of Christ in John 1.1, as we read, expressing the thoughts of the Father through the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. The Word. Our words have power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Hallelujah. The Word. So we talked about the blood, the life of the flesh. We talked about the Word. Our lives uh, the words of our mouths are the rudder of our lives. They direct us, hallelujah, direct where our lives are going. And the third element, a part of a covenant, is called the seal. Amen, hallelujah. It represents a mark, a symbol, or bond. Hallelujah. In the old world, amen, they used to be wax seals to close envelopes. Amen. And it's sealed in the contents of the envelope. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it represents a mark, a symbol, or a bond. And often the king would put his uh, ring in that wax to represent him, hallelujah, that he's sending the envelope, hallelujah, to the individual or individuals that he's sending the envelope to, hallelujah, the queen, hallelujah. So it represents a mark, a symbol, or a bond that ties individuals together spiritually from a Christian standpoint, hallelujah. F the Greek word is... Fragizo, hallelujah, and it re it's representing God who by the gift of the Holy Spirit indicates who are his, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit in your life indicates that you are God's. He's the seal from God. It's like God's put his ring signet in there, hallelujah, to mark us, hallelujah. We always talk about the mark of the beast. Well, the mark of Christianity is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So as Christians, we can't get the mark of the beast because we've already been marked by God and sealed by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The key word here is passive. It's a work of God, not a work of you. It's not you speaking Jesus, Jesus, Jesus a hundred times. It's a move of the Holy Ghost. It's a move of God. These are the three elements of a covenant. The blood, the word, and the seal. We're headed somewhere. Hang with me. Hallelujah. Glory to the next slide, please. Covenant between Jonathan and David. Amen. This is David of David and Goliath right here. Amen. Jonathan was the son of the first king of Israel, Saul. Hallelujah. Jonathan and David had a very close relationship, but not anything that was untoward. Amen. They were just great friends. Hallelujah. They were, hallelujah, brothers in a sense. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's take a look at the covenant between Jonathan 
and David. Yes, there could be a covenant between two men, hallelujah, that's not something that's untoward. Put it that way, hallelujah, glory to God. Next slide, please, hallelujah. We're looking at two scriptures from 1 Samuel. The first one is 1 Samuel 18, 3 through 4. I'm reading the New International Reader's Version. It reads, Jonathan made a covenant with David. Because he loved him just as he loved himself, Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David. This is the time where David, hallelujah, played and, and got the, uh, the spirits away from Saul. Hallelujah. Saul had gotten off the beaten path. Amen. Stopped following God. Saul started doing his own thing. Hallelujah. And God, this is an Old Testament thing. This is not something in the New Testament. God left him. Hallelujah. This is an Old Testament concept. Hallelujah. Jesus had not yet died yet, so God could leave you for disobedience. Hallelujah. So Jonathan took off his robe he was wearing and gave it to David. Jonathan was grateful for what David did for his father Saul. Hallelujah. At this point, he also gave him his military clothes. He even gave him his sword, his bow, and his belt. Essentially, Jonathan was giving David, as making a covenant, hallelujah, the right to be the next king of Israel. A covenant is so powerful that everything that was Jonathan's now became David's. Hallelujah. And as a result, Saul didn't like it and Saul wanted to kill David. Covenants are so powerful that Jonathan essentially, hallelujah, literally gave up the right to kingship. He gave it to David. <laughs> We're talking about covenants today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're headed somewhere. Hang, hang with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's lead, read the next verse, 1 Samuel 20, 16, 17. This is a little further down the line. Hallelujah. It reads, so Jonathan made a covenant of friendship with David. Hallelujah. At this time, Saul was after David. Amen. And tried to kill David. Hallelujah. But Michael helped him. Michael, David's first wife, helped him escape. Amen. By making a fake uh, David in the bed with some hay and stuff like that. Hallelujah. Now David is checking in with, Solomon, with, with Jonathan to see and get the temperature of how Saul is feeling. And it says, so Jonathan made a covenant of friendship with David and his family. He, he said, may the Lord hold David's enemies responsible for what they've done. Hallelujah. It's an offhanded way of blaming his father. Hallelujah. And Jonathan had David promise his friendship again because he loved him. In fact, Jonathan loved David just as he loved himself. Hallelujah. They had a close bond. They probably, hallelujah, had a blood covenant. They, not probably. They had a blood covenant. At some point, there was a scar made, and they meshed their blood together. And they were blood brothers. It's a covenant between two men with nothing untoward going on, hallelujah. Nothing unbiblical, hallelujah. But this is showing the depth of a covenant, hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Oh, you're going to get mad at me right now, hallelujah. But the marital covenant. You mean that thing that's just a piece of paper? No, we've reduced it to a piece of paper. And if you go into it with a mentality that is just a piece of paper, that your marriage would just be based on a piece of paper. And guess what can happen to a piece of paper? It could be torn up. But it's a covenant. It's a powerful covenant. Hallelujah. Let's read. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I got three more scriptures for you here. Amen. 
Glory to God. The first one, we're coming out of Malachi 2.14. At this point, the, this was after, this is the last book of the Old Covenant, amen. And we know the Old Covenant ended without any resolution to the man's sin problem. Hallelujah. But at this point, amen, the, the Israelites that had returned to Israel after their captivity in Babylon and then by the, um, the Assyrians, hallelujah, glory to God, uh, not the Assyrians, the Persians, excuse me, hallelujah. So they were conquered by Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar, and then uh, the Babylonians were conquered, amen, by the Persians, amen, hallelujah. But Cyrus of Persia, amen, allowed the Israelites to come back to their land. Unfortunately, when they get back to their land, amen, they, uh, they start to pull away from God, hallelujah. And in this instance, the men were divorcing their women because they were attracted by the sexual enticements of the local women who were non-Jews. My God, what does it say here? Malachi's rebu- uh, God's rebuking them through Malachi. He says, yet ye say, wherefore, because the Lord have been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth. Amen. I work with a community of Orthodox Jewish individuals and I am learning that they get married very young about 18 19 20 so the wife of thy youth against whom thou hast dealt treacherously yet it is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant marriage is a covenant hallelujah they allowed the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life pulled them away from the wives of their youth. The wife of thy covenant. Marriage is not a piece of paper. It's a covenant. Hallelujah. Let's look at Peter. Amen. Hallelujah. He's ministering to the church. Amen. The church was going through turmoil at this time. Amen. And he says, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, them being your wives, according to knowledge giving honor unto the wife as the weaker physical vessel. Men are generally 12% bigger than women. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And in the ancient world, women weren't really given respect. So this is, hallelujah, beautiful statement here. Amen. Honor your wife. Don't treat her as a piece of property. I know in our modern sensibilities, we don't think that way, and we got a movement going on and, and, and all this other stuff, and hallelujah, I get it, hallelujah. But at this time, it was not that way. So look at hallelujah, uh, God ministering through Peter, amen, hallelujah. And being heirs together of the grace of life, and being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered if I... Bug out on direct, hallelujah, my prayers will be hindered for lack of unity because you are one in God's eyes. We're talking about covenant today, specifically the marital covenant. Hallelujah, at this particular junction, hallelujah, we talked about the covenant between David and Jonathan, now we're talking about the marital covenant. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis 2.24. Hallelujah. This is when Eve came on the scene. Amen. It says, therefore, well, God took Eve out of Adam's side. He, hallelujah, glory to God. That's another message. I was going to get deeper into that. But therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one 
flesh. Let's look at some definitions real quick. Cleave is debak in Hebrew. It means cling, adhere, be joined. Hallelujah. One, hallelujah. Echad, hallelujah in Hebrew. United or together. And flesh, basar, body, a person being one body, one person, particularly one body during the marital act. God sees you as one body. My God, hallelujah. I'm going to turn the corner for a second. Give me some patience. I believe I explained this here before. And I've only known this for maybe 10 years. I didn't know this when I got married to this lovely woman here. Amen. But we wonder, and I don't want anybody to feel bad about this. I want you to take in the information. We wonder why God says no sex before marriage. And statistics tell us that 94% of us have sex before marriage. It's just the way of life. It's the culture. We date. We sleep around. We do these things. This is, what the, this is how far the world has descended away from God. We wonder, they're just trying to be holy rollers and things like that. Hallelujah. But we talked about the three elements of a covenant. Hallelujah. When the man and wife get together, hallelujah, let's start with the man first because we always think it's unfair, hallelujah, to the women. But hallelujah, why are men circumcised? Hallelujah. It creates the covenant between man and God. Blood is shed. The skin is cut. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And a covenant, hallelujah, covenant means to cut. Hallelujah. As well. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Ah, technical difficulties, hallelujah. Oh, God's got, anyway, hallelujah. And that devil knew I was making a point, hallelujah. All right. Amen, hallelujah. Glory to God, amen, we're back, hallelujah. So, hallelujah, Abraham had him and his family circumcised. That was an outward symbol of the covenant. It was the blood of the covenant between him and and his family and God, the Abrahamic covenant, hallelujah. In the marital covenant, amen, hallelujah, when the man and woman get together for the first time and the, the female skin is broken, amen, the blood goes over the male reproductive organ and the blood of the covenant is there. When we are casually having sex with a lot of different people, there is no blood for the covenant when we get married. However, hallelujah, when Joseph, amen, was with Mary, amen, the mother of our Lord, amen, and it was time, hallelujah, for the marital act, and the guests were outside waiting for proof that Mary, hallelujah, was truly, hallelujah, his wife, hallelujah, glory to God. I assume, hallelujah, the Jewish culture was to take the blood of a lamb <laughs> and put it on the sheet to show the guests that she was, in fact, a virgin, and that we do, in fact, have a blood covenant. Thank God, praise God, that we have a lamb. Yeah. Hallelujah, that shed his blood for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, to show that we're legit. Amen. We're his bride. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And the marriage supper will take place, amen, sometime in the future. We are legally his, amen. Bride not only means someone that's married, hallelujah, but someone who's to be married, hallelujah. 
Glory to God, and I thank God. Hallelujah. He took his very own blood. Hallelujah to the temple in heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Marriage is a covenant. Hallelujah. So, brother minister, what do I do if I get when I get married? Amen. Hallelujah. And this we plead the blood of Jesus over our marriage. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Lamb. Hallelujah. Some people even take communion. Hallelujah. How will the Lord lead you? It's the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That covers us. Hallelujah. Next step, please. Next slide. Hallelujah. The new covenant, the covenant between man, Jesus, and God, the Father. You've heard me say this before. Most of Christianity, in my experience, operates in a Christianity from an old covenant standpoint. We view things through the lens of our understanding of a covenant that we were never a part of. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Let's see about this covenant between man or Jesus and God the Father. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Let's look at man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide after that, 1 Timothy 2.5. Hallelujah. This is Paul talking to, the talking to Timothy. This is one of the pastoral hallelujah letters. Amen. He says to Timothy, for there is only one God and only one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus was a man. It's the God man, but he was a man. The man Christ Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jumping down to verse 14, hallelujah, the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. The man, Christ Jesus. Jesus was a man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Only a man could pay for man's sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hebrews 12, 24, amen. And Jesus, the mediator, is that word mediator, hallelujah, he's, 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 he's the go-between God and man, hallelujah, of the new covenant uniting God and man and to the sprinkled blood which speaks of mercy. So God's mercy, hallelujah, was uh, expressed through Christ shedding his blood, a better and nobler and more gracious message than the blood of Abel, amen. We know Abel was killed by Cain, amen, but Jesus' blood being shed was nobler than Cain's, or than Abel, excuse me, which cried out for vengeance, hallelujah. Christ said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Hallelujah. I think it's, I believe it's the agnostics, not the agnostics, hallelujah. Yes, the agnostics that believe Jesus just came in spirit, but no, he was a man who shed his blood for me and you, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Let's look at this evidence for Jesus being the Christ, the anointed one, the God-man that represents mankind. Matthew 3, 17 reads, And lower voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. This is during the account of Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist in the river Jordan. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. This is my beloved son. Father God spoke down. The Holy Spirit descended upon him. Amen. Hallelujah. He was the chosen one, the anointed one, the God man. Hallelujah. Luke 9.35. Hallelujah. This is the account on the Mount of Transfiguration. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Hallelujah. There was Jesus there communing with uh, with Moses uh, and um, Elijah, hallelujah, glory to God, representing the, the law, Moses, and the prophets, Elijah, hallelujah. The law and the prophets is a Hebraistic uh, slang word to refer to the Old Covenant, hallelujah, the Old Testament, hallelujah. So, but Jesus, hallelujah, uh, but, but Father God, hallelujah, didn't highlight Moses and Elijah. He said, this is my beloved son, hear him pointing to a new covenant, a new way of doing things, pointing to the God-man, the chosen one, Jesus Christ. John 1.14, you've heard me quote this a few times today, amen, and the word was made flesh, was made flesh, was made flesh, and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth go together. Oh, I don't know about this grace thing, brother pastor. No, grace and truth go together. It's God's way. Let me stop here for a second. It just, it, 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 God gave back to me again to, to focus a little more on the, uh, the blood, the word, and the seal. There was no covenant between me and the girls I had these undefined relationships with because there was no word of the covenant. There was certainly no blood, and there was no seal of the Holy Spirit. So the doctrine that you've been married many times if you've never had a ceremony with the blood, the word, and the seal is false. It was just fornication, hallelujah, but it was not a marriage, hallelujah, glory to God. So the blood, the word, and the seal must be present to enact a covenant. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Covenants are gone into with sober-minded people who know what they're doing. Hallelujah. Or at least they're supposed to be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going with just a piece of paper. Now, I knew it was just not a piece of paper when I married Durrett. Hallelujah. But I didn't know it was all this. Hallelujah. She says she claims she knew it was all this. Maybe she was right. I don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Let's look at Ephesians 1, 17 through 20. Amen. A man sits to next to Father God on the throne. Amen. That the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. This is Paul encouraging uh, that God would give the Ephesians revelation, the full revelation as he had it. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. Hallelujah. I pray that all of you get the, that you be enlightened, hallelujah, by God to his full revelation. Amen. That you know whose you are. Hallelujah. And uh, hallelujah. What is yours in Christ? Hallelujah. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heaven. Jesus sits next to Father God. A man sits next to Father God in heaven. His name is Jesus. 
The pre-incarnate Christ, so the Christ before he put on flesh, amen, forever changed his being and became a man forever in order to unturn that which Adam did, and now a man sits next to Father God. And then we are seated in heavenly places with Christ, hallelujah. I had somebody challenge me on the video, amen, hallelujah, about it, that we're trying to steal his throne. I'm going to reveal, hallelujah, how we're not trying to steal the throne of Christ, hallelujah, that false doctrine. That's not what I'm saying is all, hallelujah. But let's move on, hallelujah. I'll get back to that point, hallelujah, at the end, hallelujah. We're headed somewhere, hallelujah. Next slide, the blood, hallelujah. Glory to God. Slide after that. Hallelujah. John 3.16. Father God valued humankind so much he sent his son to die in his place. If you were dealing with self-esteem challenges, know somebody died for you. Somebody loved you enough that they left their comfortable place in heaven to come and die for you. Later for you getting 100 Instagram likes, somebody died for you. Young adult, somebody died for you. All of your imperfections, all of your challenges, all of your chaotic emotions, somebody valued you and died for you. How? For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever, not just the Jews, but whosoever, believes entrusted him as savior shall not perish but have eternal life you will never die the real you yes this body may dissolve but the real you will live forever i will not die you excuse me as believers in christ will not die your body will dissolve but you will not die and that was god's plan But God is not so cruel that those that don't love him and don't love holiness and don't love all the wonderful things in life, he won't force them to heaven. He'll send them to a place separate from him. So we see it so much as punishment, but it is even grace and allowing, not forcing people to love you, but allowing them to be separate from you. Now that place is a place of suffering, but there's grace saving in that. My God, I don't want that kind of grace. <laughs> I want the other grace. I want to be in glory. Where nothing dies, where, where plants that you they step on won't die in heaven. They'll just regenerate instantly. My God. Where we're reunited with loved ones, hallelujah, that were believers in Christ and we continue our relationship forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We have an unending relationship in heaven. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Ephesians 1 and 7. Hallelujah. The power of the blood. What is the power of the blood? In him we have redemption. In him being Jesus. This is Paul talking to the church at Ephesus. That is our deliverance and salvation through his blood. Through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin 
in accordance with the riches of his grace. We are pardoned. Hallelujah. We are not appointed for the day of wrath. Hallelujah. The power of the blood. He gave his life, blood representing life. He poured out his life on our behalf because someone had to be punished for sin. And that was Jesus. Sin was punished on the body of Jesus. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. The word, hallelujah. Let's look at the word, hallelujah, real quick. Hallelujah. Next slide after that. Hebrews 8, 10 through 13. I'm going to read real quick. I'm reading the Amplified Classic Version. God's promise, full promise or word out of the old and in with the new. This is um, the writer of Hebrews is quoting from Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. And he, read, he writes, hallelujah. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will imprint my laws upon their minds, even upon their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And it will never more be necessary for each one to teach his neighbor and his fellow citizen or each one his brother saying, no, perceive, have knowledge of and get acquainted by experiencing by, by experience with the Lord. For all will know me from the smallest to the greatest of them. For I will for I will be merciful and gracious toward their sins. And I will remember their deeds of right unrighteousness no more. I said I was quoting from. The writer here was quoting from Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. When God speaks of a new covenant or agreement, he makes the first one obsolete. The old covenant is obsolete. Yes, we read the old covenant of the Bible, but now we read it with a lens of looking through Christ. Amen. And then we start to see Christ in the scriptures, in the old covenant. Hallelujah. But the covenant is obsolete. Out of use, annulled because of age, is ripe for disappearance and to be dispensed with all together. That covenant of works is obsolete. This is out of God's own mouth through Jeremiah. It's over. It's done. I enjoy reading the Old, Old Testament, but I read it with a New Testament understanding. And I can see that fourth person, amen, in that fiery furnace is Jesus. And I can see the Ark of, Co of the Covenant, amen, as being representative of Jesus, hallelujah. And him tabernacling with his people, covering his people, hallelujah, glory to God. And so I could go on with types and symbols all throughout the Old Covenant, hallelujah. But the agreement, the agreement of works is obsolete because we as mankind couldn't hold our end of the bargain, specifically the Jews. We couldn't keep our end of the bargain. See, but it's a funny thing about man. When we mess up and don't keep our end of the bargain, we look for grace, but there is no grace with the law. It is a strict, staunch set of rules, and there is no grace. You break it one time, you're guilty of them all. This is speaks about in James. Amen? Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Ephesians 3, 4 through 6, Amplified Version. We're talking about the blood, the word, and the seal. Amen. Salvation is for the Jews first, but also for the Gentiles. All right. This is Paul talking to the church at Ephesus again. Amen. They could handle all this deep stuff. Amen. 
Hallelujah. The Galatians, not so much. Hallelujah. The, the, the Corinthians, not so much. But the Ephesians can handle the, the deep stuff. Paul says, by referring to this, when you read it, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. Hallelujah. Which in other generations was not disclosed to mankind as it has been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Holy Spirit. It is this, that the Gentiles are now joint heirs, hallelujah, with the Jews and members of the same body and joint partakers sharing in the same divine promise in Christ Jesus through their faith in the good news of salvation. We non-Jews are now heirs and joint heirs with the Jews. It was for the Jews first. Jesus was a Jew. He came to the lost sheep of Israel. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But after he rose with the great commission, he said, go out into the world and preach the gospel. To everybody. It was a mystery before. The mystery has been unveiled. This is why we're here. This is why we can enjoy church. This is why we can say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's for us as well. The non-Jews, the Gentiles. We're moving on. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Jesus came to pay for the sin of all mankind. This is John 129, Amplified Version. This is when John the Baptist first sees Jesus. He says, the next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He didn't just say the sin of the Jews. He said the sin of the world takes away the sin of the world. I'm going to make a statement. You're not going to agree with it, maybe. Hallelujah. Those of you online may not agree with it. Amen. Hallelujah. But everyone in the world has had their sins paid for. But everyone has not had the benefits of the new covenant applied to their lives. They must accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. There's a jackpot everyone in the world has, hallelujah, that they have not turned in to claim their prize. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And sometimes it's because sometimes you know with being with God is right, but you just want to be God yourself. You want to do your own thing. You want to make up your own laws. You want to tailor it to how you want to do it. And they never embrace Jesus Christ. That temporary victory, you're, you're doing it your way, has eternal consequences. But everybody in the world has had their sins paid for at the cross. Everybody's not saved, though. Everybody's not applied the blood to their lives by accepting or voluntarily entering into the covenant, accepting the blood, saying the words of the prayer of salvation, amen, and being sealed by the Holy Spirit. It's an act of your will. Not saying Jesus a hundred times, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> Next slide, the seal. No, I'm not talking about seals that swim in the water. I'm talking about the seal that I was mentioning earlier. Amen. Next slide. We're going to 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22, Amplified Version. The Holy Spirit, the seal or mark of Christ. Paul speaking to the Corinthians, he says, Now it is God who establishes and confirms us in the joint fellowship with you in Christ, who has anointed us, empowering us with the gifts of the Spirit. It is he who has also put his seal on us. That is, he has appropriated us and certified us as his and has given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as a pledge like a security deposit to guarantee the fulfillment of his promise of eternal life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
this Holy Spirit is the seal or the mark or the symbol of God of ownership and the promise the, that, that we have eternal life. It's more than dancing and singing and jumping and shouting, which is wonderful, hallelujah. But it says, I have eternal life. I am God's. My God. Next slide, please. Ephesians 4 and 30, amen. The Holy Spirit marks us as God's own children. This is Paul talking to Ephesus again. He said, uh, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him by whom you were sealed and marked. Hallelujah. This, this, this um, grieving the Holy Spirit, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a point of contention, amen. Now, the literal grieving of the Holy Spirit is to deny Christ as Lord and Savior, all right, which we can't do as Christians. We are, we, you know, we, we went into this, hallelujah, with our eyes open, amen. But uh, from a lower standpoint, amen, you know, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, so then when we go into sinful situations, we take God with us. He's with us in the club while we, you know, we twerking. <laughs> and when we feel that thing in us, it's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit like, yo, what are you doing, yo? When we're in that one night stand, it's the Holy, the Holy Spirit is with us. As Christians, we, he, he's uncomfortable. And, it, and thus we're uncomfortable and we leave with guilt and everything. It's the Holy Spirit crying out like, please don't do that. He won't control us like a demon might. But he will tug at us to try to get us to understand. When we curse that person out because this is the way of the world, this is how you get customer service to do what you want, you tell them off and you curse them out. The Holy Spirit's there. And he's uncomfortable. My God. Help me, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own. You are God's for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequence of sin, the final deliverance from the consequence of sin on earth. I am accountable to fellow human beings. So if I do something wrong, I will be subject to the consequences of my fellow human beings. But God, now that I am saved, there is no more consequence for my sin from an eternal standpoint. And this is a concept that we have a hard time grasping, hallelujah, because we're so earthly and Old Testament grounded, hallelujah, that the consequences for my sin were punished on the body of Jesus Christ. The consequence of your sins was punished on the body of Jesus Christ. Yes, if I rob a bank, I have violated the civil laws of the land and I will be placed in jail. I have an accountability to other human beings that I just can't be reckless. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But eternally, hallelujah, that sin was paid for at the cross. Doesn't make it right. Now the Holy Spirit would be grieved. I mean, you know, he'd be upset. If I'm robbing a bank, A, I'm not operating in faith. I don't believe that God could take care of me, so I have to break the civil laws of the land to try to get my needs met. Hallelujah. We talked about teach us to pray last week. We could pray for our, div our provisions to be met. 
Hallelujah. Real quick, amen. Last week when I left here, amen, I had no way to cut my grass. My shower was broken. I had no way to shower. And the front light at our house did not work. The, the me from the past, the save me from the past would panic and try to make it all happen. Try to fix everything that I knew no way of fixing. Amen. But the me of now, knowing that God is our provider, hallelujah, gave me a quick plan to call somebody, hallelujah. As I stand before you today, the light works to the house in the front, hallelujah. The lawnmower was fixed and the grass is decent, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What was that last one? Hallelujah. It says grass, light. Oh, I took a shower today and I know you're saying hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. He's got us. I don't need to rob the bank. God's got us. I don't need to call the saints and get an offering. God's got us. I call on my heavenly father, help. He provides a plan, and I'm patient with the plan, and he executes it, and he solves our issues. Stop borrowing money from people. Go to God. He can move on somebody, and they could just give it to you without you trying to manipulate them or making a promise you can't keep. God's got you. He wants to get us to the place where we're rested, that he's got us because we are part of this new covenant. Let me get on with this message, amen, because y'all ready to go eat some hamburgers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Or some Escobese fish, which I know my wife has at home. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I got some pepper shrimp waiting for me at home. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> hey, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Ephesians 1.14. The Holy Spirit indicates our future inheritance, our celestial bodies. The Spirit is the guarantee. The Spirit is the guarantee. The Spirit is the guarantee. The first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of the, our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, our lives. Hallelujah. His believers, hallelujah, to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee that we will have new bodies. Hallelujah. I'm going to have a six-pack, full head of hair. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to take that heavenly S-curl and put it all up in there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And do all that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You will have a body that your spirit not only die, but this, spot, this body will not die. It will not be injured. It will not break down. It will not swell up. You will not have monthly this, that, and the third. We got the foretaste. We still live in these bodies. The fulfillment is where our spirits are joined with our new bodies like the one Jesus had. That can go through walls and just appear. That still ate. He ate fish. You'll still be able to eat. eat. Food will be for enjoyment then. But you won't gain weight. Ha! Look at Jesus. Hallelujah. But they ain't going to have no ham hocks in heaven. <laughs> 
No, we'll be eating from the tree of life and whatever else God has in store for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Or the seal is the guarantee that we will have heavenly bodies one day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's conclude this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There are three parts to a covenant. It's the blood. See the blood, the word, the seal. Jesus shed his blood. We read from Hebrews, which was quoting from Jeremiah, that God had a plan for a new covenant, the word of the covenant. Hallelujah. Where, hallelujah, I will be merciful unto their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. And now we read about the seal of the covenant, which is the Holy Spirit. It's the guarantee. It's the mark it's of ownership, amen, that we are God's. And nobody can change that. No preacher, no, 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 uh, you know, we were going through that phase of prophets going around scaring everybody coming in. Young man, I have a prophecy for you and I have a nervous twitch as well. Nobody can take it from you. No rebuke, no anger, no rage, no shut-in, no anything that can take it away from you. You were sealed by the Holy Ghost. Let's look at this conclusion, amen, as we wind it up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number one, Jesus, the God-man, shed his blood at the cross to pay for humankind's sins as well as provide the foundation for the new covenant. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Number two, God promised through Jeremiah that he would initiate a new covenant, first with Israel and as revealed through John the Baptist and the Apostle Paul to all that embrace Christ as their Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Number three, the Holy Spirit is the seal, the bond, the evidence, the guarantee that all believers in Christ are his and have an unbreakable promise, inheritance of eternal life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And number four, the new covenant being a covenant guarantees that, that everything that is Christ is shared with the believer. Eternal life, healing, provision. Hallelujah. So as we were talking about with David and Jonathan, everything that became Jonathan's was now David's. And everything that was David's was now Jonathan's. We're in a covenant through Christ with Father God. If we're in a covenant, everything that is God's is ours. And we are his. Healing is mine. I'm not begging for it. It's mine. Provision is mine. Breakthrough is mine. The future celestial body is mine. We got to know what's ours. We're in covenant relationship with God. Everything that is his is ours. And we got to walk on a new level where we think this way, where we live this way, where we believe this way, where we operate this way, that I'm not begging God. Hallelujah. I am just calling down that which is mine. I'm going to my heavenly loving father, not a genie, but he's a loving father. Hallelujah. That I can go to. Amen. Hallelujah. And get what is mine because we are in covenant 
relationship. The blood, the word, and the seal. I'm done. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.